0: Now we are. All right, we're on. This is the podcast.
1: Episode two.
0: Yes, Figuring It Out. That's the name. Do do we feel sold on it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I like it. I think it it works. It gives us a little bit to talk about because part of the podcast gets to be, and maybe in the beginning, at least for a little while, we get to talk about starting and figuring out our own podcast.
1: Yeah, because we started off with... uh... To infinity and uh, beyond. Yeah, mm. I
0: can't believe we didn't. I can't believe we didn't immediately go like, "There's no way we could legally." I think we both thought it, but maybe just didn't consider it much because we're like, not many people are going to listen to this. Yeah. but there's probably immediately Google searches when you or you probably can't even post it. I think you might even need an original title to even publish podcast in certain uh, libraries, maybe.
1: Yeah. I have no clue. Yeah. But um, there, there were some trade <laughs> trademark issues, I think.
0: Yeah. A little bit. Some company owns that. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> one of the bigger, one of the yeah. bigger companies. I'm not sure where it's from.
0: <laughs> um, cool. So, uh, let, let you want to just start talking about the podcast thing I- in general. Um, this is now our second episode. Do you, as far as not the content of last week's episode, How'd you feel about the first podcast? Um,
1: initial or generally, I think it went pretty well. Cool. Yeah, me too. There was, I had some of my own issues that I had to deal with, but yeah. Um, I think I think it went well. We had tens of listeners.
0: Yeah, yeah, we got kind of like uh maybe close to thirty now. Uh, the other day, yes, yesterday morning, maybe it was twenty five. Um, I don't know how that works. I'm, I don't know if I count as a listen, maybe even two, if I do it from a computer and my phone, I, but then again, I'm logged in through the account. I'm not sure how that works. I do. I did have a few people, um, off the top of my head. I know of four, no, five people who definitely listen to
1: it. That's cool. So yeah, that's better than none.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> so one thing we're, we we're, Talking about first time doing the podcast, I know one thing we're going to get into, um, and, and maybe we'll just bring this up throughout or however it works out, was first times in general. First times doing anything where um, I know, at least for me, brainstorming the most extreme or maybe the most uh, uh, unexpected kind of first time where you know you get that feeling of in the moment maybe frozen or adrenaline or this is not the way i envisioned it and it's kind of like an intense moment not that recording a podcast is quite that but there's a feeling that the average person doesn't feel yeah when it's when it's time to perform and uh and that's in anything
1: well that's uh, that's kind of what i was experiencing last week because i don't have the comedy background that, like, you have or some of the people we talked about last week. Right. But I do have a musical background and and playing, but it's a completely different world. Completely different world. And
0: you never had to talk... Did you ever even talk into a mic? Did you ever even say anything to the crowd?
1: No. I I never had a mic in front of me. I never sang. Yeah. I never did any of that. I just kind of stood behind the veil of my base and just played.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely different when it's time to talk there. I think there there's a carryover or maybe you can relate to it. Do you remember your first couple times where it was a show or maybe a show where you were just like very nervous or maybe it brought out the better in you, but, but there was a different feeling that you can't feel without going on stage. Mm. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, that's good. That's good to be calm in that situation, I guess, or uh, some people don't feel that way. And, uh, you played sports growing up. I think sports prepares you for that type of thing. Um, in a way that a lot of people don't expect as far as the, the, you know, it's the moment and it's like the time that stuff matters (laughs) I think that's that's a really big thing to performing anything, giving a speech. It's like this thing that you're you're signing your name to. Same thing with like a performance in a sport. Um, I think the types of nerves that I've gotten to do, say a jujitsu match or or one of my MMA fights, is not that far off from the type of feeling you might get before a really giant, like comedy show or like my first time on, on 98 rock was
1: probably, Oh, well there's, you have like hundreds of thousands of people listening to that. That was big. I knew people, that's a big thing.
0: Yeah. And people who I hadn't seen in, in years who I don't know who, who maybe don't even care for, I knew a lot of people were going to be hearing that, um, in a way that it just, it, what you say matter. If if you're going to be making jokes, you're either going to look like an idiot. You're going to look like a funny guy. You're, you're really sticking your head out there or you're not. You're the guy who was on there. That's forgettable. It's a tough thing. And you're aware of it in the moment. Um, especially in an entertainment type thing. Like the second you say a joke, if it, if it's bad or or falls flat, you immediately reflect on it and like can beat yourself up for it in the moment.
1: You know, dude, that's, that's how I felt about the first episode, like recording that. And then as soon as you, as soon as you're like, all right, it's posted this fucking wave of anxiety just came over top of me. I'm like, fuck, because I've never, it was like, a super vulnerable situation for me that I've never put myself out there like that. I've done music and shit like we talked about, but it's a completely different beast. It's, It's you and I sitting here talking in a room and, and, and posting it on the internet as opposed to just like four dudes in a band playing music. And if you don't like it, whatever. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's to me, it's just, like a more critical ear listening to it. I
0: get that. So, so so recording it wasn't as uncomfortable because it, it wasn't out there yet. And we were just talking, but then once it's out there and you know, people are listening and judging and thinking and everything you say, uh, paints the picture of who you are to them, especially if they don't know you. Yeah. Like the people who I have listening to it who don't know you are going to, by the end of the episode, they're going to form an opinion of you, and you really ha- haven't shared a whole lot of yourself. And they're just judging that, it by is he trying to say something funnier? Did I like it? Did I like the is he being realistic? Is he being this way? And then they judge their opinion, I
1: guess. Yeah, because I like I said, I'm not a comedian, I've never been in that world. You are, so yeah, the people that know you are listening to it and know that you have some sort of toe in the comedy world, or at least used to. Yeah. And it was just I don't know, it's just fucking <sighs> uh,
0: Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to remember back see the one thing for me that that definitely gives me a natural edge to the point where as far as that style of stuff goes, I never really put much work in. Like I've I did drama all through high school and I loved it. I was in drama 1 through 4. I was a peer tutor senior year. Um And after that, would do, like, some acting-type stuff, the comedy, the slam poetry performance stuff. Now, writing that stuff, you had to put work in. But for comedy, I put very, very little work in. And for all of my acting stuff, I never wanted to do something where you had to, like, memorize lines. So it would be, like, uh, not improv, but, like, maybe things that you could just kind of work with or whatever you do in drama class. And I loved all of it, and I never put much work into it but because I always did it and you always have those nerves of being underprepared and, and just trying to naturally pull stuff off, it's hard for me to remember feeling nerves. I can remember the first time stepping on a comedy stage being at McGooby's, and it wasn't as nerve-wracking as I thought it was potentially going to be. Or
1: Maybe I didn't even think I was going to be nervous, but I really wasn't. Um, See, I I was more... I was more nervous with the release of the first episode than any time I've ever been on stage, and I've only been on stage playing music a handful of times. But yeah, it just it it just a wave of anxiety just rushed over me. I don't know what it was. Can you imagine how I feel when I post my guitar videos? <laughs> <laughs> Callback? Huh? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> episode one.
0: Yeah, I I don't. It's <laughs> funny because you 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 curve your how vulnerable you are yeah. by already having been vulnerable in the ways that you could be like once it's out there, you're no longer vulnerable for it. But yeah. when it's exposed, that's when you feel at most vulnerable. So I have the ad- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, no,
1: once, uh, once, 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 uh, cause when'd you put that out? Monday, Sunday night, Sunday evening. Oh, so, so then, then that- Maybe Tuesday is when I was like, okay, fine. It's out there. It's done. I'm good with it. Yes. But it was just that initial, initial shock of, of that shit getting put out.
0: Right. And speaking on our first episode, I know it's something we said we were probably going to talk about. Is there anything else in general looking back on it? We should say that Joe, um, texted me and, uh, said that he listened to the show. I, said that it wasn't completely unfair and said that he would be on the show. He he actually is getting married or he just got married. Maybe, maybe today or yesterday, Mm, this weekend. weekend? Yeah. He's getting married. And when he gets back, he's going to contact me and I'm I'm assuming that means he'll come. I don't know what, but we'll, we'll definitely have him on the show. So that's one thing that has happened.
1: Yeah. That's a, Um, that's a big get. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely uh, that'll be fun. I'm excited for that.
1: Um, nah, it will be. That'll he's be a a, good he'd time. be a
0: good guest. I hope if he's if he listens to this episode. But either way, when I do reach out to him, I would like him to be a guest on the show. I would like to just talk about whatever, and and it, obviously we'll talk about our stuff. Maybe that'll even be the episode I play a song live on. That would be good. That'll be
1: nerves. No, no. <laughs> we could we could we could finally bring to rest the biggest feud in comedy yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike turpin and joe robinson
0: yeah so it, i think it'll be nice too to just talk to him in general and just have a him i would hope he would just want to be on for the whole episode like, yeah, like yeah, that yeah. style not just a not just to have him on for a bit um to actually have him on as a, a guest the way that we would in the future just have people on as guests
1: um well we'll we'll figure it out yeah we haven't really
0: (laughs) this is the this is where we
1: figure it out we'll figure that out yes no 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 that would that would be fucking cool if if i mean we could talk about the shit that you guys got going on yes and get past that and then um just talk yeah
0: um and as far as reflecting on the first episode i think i i don't have anything too much more i think it went, well, I'm glad it, we got it out there and we got it started and yeah. we can kind of start to see it coming into fruition. And that's the exciting part. Um, you can't really worry too much about where you start in anything. Um, I think that it would be insane if we tried to put the pressure of having an amazing product right away. Yeah, It's a skill and it's something we're only so good at in the beginning, but it, I definitely can see, I think by like, when we get into the double digit episode, Mark, we might have a really fun thing going along. Like where I, I think not only would I look forward to it, the few people who stick in and, and our regular listeners, um, I think they'll enjoy it more and more. Cause we definitely have some ideas and things that'll make it more dynamic.
1: Um, for sure. Um, I, I will say this about the first episode. I fucking hate the sound of my voice. Oh, you you yeah. Is it hard for you to listen to your own voice? Oh words? my god, I fucking hate it. I yeah. can't stand it.
0: Huh? I see. I've. I a lot of people say that. I used to think that when I would hear myself on answering machines, on like the phone. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. like the way I sounded on the phone. Um, maybe just because I've heard myself enough. I just not like. I think I have a great voice. It's not like you know. I notice things about my voice. Maybe I don't care for when I hear it, but uh, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. No, dude. That's common. It, uh, fucking cringe. A lot of people say that you know a lot of people, not that you have a bad voice, um, but a lot of people or maybe people hate their own singing voice who sound really beautiful. It's odd. You, if you've heard of that a lot, a lot of people <laughs> no, I've never heard a <laughs> lot of people hate the sound of their own voice period. Yeah um, I don't know if that would change.
1: I, the only time I've ever really heard it is on like quick little videos or if I get a new mic, test it out, see how it sounds. But when you have to listen to yourself for fucking 95 minutes, like, yeah. listen back to it. Oh, it was awful.
0: The the one thing that stands out to me when I listen to myself. One time I had a conversation with uh, an ex of mine um, when I was dating Steph. She told me one time that I had a little bit of a Baltimore accent. Or we were discussing accents.
1: Dude, it's funny you say that because... Um, that was that was a eno- that was something I was going to say about it too is I didn't realize mm. how much of a Baltimore accent I have. Yeah, th- it's slight, but it's fucking there. There's something.
0: I am not exactly sure. It's definitely something of this area. Um I don't know if it sounds insanely like Baltimore or if it's just an East Coast thing. I don't know how specific it is. It, it probably is at least a Maryland sounding voice. We both have a little bit of it at times. Um and that stands out. My accent, when I hear, when I hear my accent, uh, um, it really stands out Yeah, for sure. Uh, and it, it reminds me of the time I, I was told that because I had never been told that before. Never been told that I had an accent.
1: The only time I've been told that I've had an accent is I went up out to Arizona mm. and they're like, ah, oh, you're not from here, are you? I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. We're at ASU. Nobody is from yeah. here.
0: Yeah, that, they how? What do they sound like in that area? Uh, they is it say like a
1: flat. What is that mid? It's kind of like midwestern. They say Arizona.
0: Oh, that kind of. So thing? it's
1: like, and I think that's kind of like West Coast, two. Cohen Brothers movie or something. No, you just sound. Yeah, like, I it, guess. No, I don't know.
0: <laughs> like in that, like I know this is no, more northern, but I think of like the movie. You know the movie Fargo.
1: Yeah. Oh my god! That I can't kind of fucking thing. stand that. Oh, that I the can't, voice of that movie. No, 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 no! I can't stand the accent of the. Oh um, yeah. Oh uh, <laughs> god! The who's the um, who's the who's the actress in that? The like, oh, uh, she's I've, in Almost Famous. Hmm. And uh, Burn After Reading. I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to
0: guess. But Burn Whatever. After Reading is a Co- Coen Brothers movie too. So I can only think of the the female cop in the movie. That's what I'm talking about. But I. I don't know her name. She's an older, she's older. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to think of it. That movie made me hate her. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why I saw that movie young. Um, but first times in general to doing this, you said made you feel way more nervous than any time ever performing. What other things give you that type of nerves or things you did for the first time, especially because I imagine anything that makes you nervous the first couple of times you do it might be worse. But can you remember a time where you felt more nervous than when I told you we posted the podcast
1: in recent times? Uh, the first time I had to use a suppository. How long ago was that? <laughs> um, a suppository. <laughs> five, five or six years ago, maybe five years ago. Yeah, I've never had to do that.
0: What is that? What exactly happens? Is that it's water in the butt or something? Like no, it's, something no, 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 no.
1: That's an enema. Oh,
0: a It suppo- goes up your butt.
1: Yeah, you you have to physically put it in your butt. How big is it? Uh, it's about two inches. Okay. Maybe a little bit thicker than a pencil. Okay. And it's greasy. So a pinky. <laughs> yeah, about a pinky. But a greased up pinky. A greased up pinky. So it, it slides in there. Yeah, that's interesting. I've never had to do that. Uh, it it was an experience. That that was my first um, introduction into anal play. Yeah, first time. <laughs> With myself.
0: I, I Yeah, no, I've never, uh, I've never, I've never been, uh, a couple times in the shower, I've been like, you know, I should just stick my finger in there just oh, to see dude, what it feels I, like. I, I'm I've totally thought of that, but, but I've never there. done it. I'm so scared.
1: Well, and the thing is, it's like, there, it, it personally it feels like there's a stigma behind it but it's like it's your ass yeah why can't you put your own finger up there I
0: well that's the thing it, for me it's fear if, if, I, if I wasn't afraid of like I don't know it just makes me nervous I get nervous about those things I mean I've even thought about that like you hear people drinking their own pee
1: that's gross you,
0: you, like uh, in the morning like no. so, some fighters, Manny Pacquiao, the boxer, did it, and a couple other like MMA fighters have done it. I'm not saying to do it. I've never done it, but and then I heard sometimes on some show people were talking about a guy saying he had tasted his own cum, and they that's
1: were, fucking disgusting. I've heard that multiple I, times. I have too. That and I've jerked off millions of times at this point. I'm 30 years old. I probably started jerking off it. 11. jeez Maybe. Well, no, I mean, just, just, just
0: millions. Yeah.
1: So it's got to be. You've
0: never, you'd never have just been like, no, I no, want to.
1: No. It would be convenient. <laughs> I do... mean, it would be convenient because <laughs> your body's producing it. So it's like, ah, eh, it's there. Why don't I dip a finger yeah. in it and see what's going on? But nope, never even thought about it.
0: Yeah. It, it's, it's odd because I mean, this might get a little vulgar, but, um, I think about that sometimes with like with a girl, if you if you've been inside of them and then they start, so like they're not weird about tasting themselves as much, like because that's that has to taste like if a if a girl's going down on you, it she has to be able to taste herself heavily. Yeah. Sometimes that there might be physical evidence yeah. of herself on you, and she girl. doesn't care. <laughs> not I mean not every girl, but I mean, um, man. I, I don't know. The thought of of doing that to myself, yeah, I would be, more than anything, I would be scared because I'm a very curious person and I'm open-minded. Like, it, it wouldn't inherently feel wrong for me to try it. It's just scary. I don't know why. No, I'm scared it, of swallowing... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not... It wouldn't be wrong. It's just fucking, like you said, it's just scary. What, what
0: percentage of guys have, have tried it?
1: Dude, I bet you it's it's larger than you would think. 10% guaranteed, right? Have have tasted. Dude, I bet you it's more than Intentionally tasted cum. 10? I 10 is way low.
0: Way low? Yeah.
1: I'd mm. probably say like One, 30 to 40.
0: Okay. We can't go above 40. No. Nah. Can't go above 40.
1: I don't think so. I mean, because if we did, there's two of us right here. And that's a risk taker.
0: There aren't that many <laughs> risk takers out there.
1: <laughs> you tell me what kind of savages bungee is this country jumpers, made up of? Uh, bungee jumpers world? and gum tasters. Well, if
0: you're doing in the world, man. Like Asians? No, I don't now, know. No. Indians. <laughs> Indians. <laughs> what who would you say least likely and most likely? <laughs> least likely? Uh, I don't know. I don't think black dudes want to try their own. No, I think
1: black dudes dudes are least likely. I think most likely are probably Indians because Native American Indians. No, no, no. Like like Indian Indians from India,
0: from India. Um, What do you think? I would say maybe maybe Thailand. Because I also associate it with being like sexually something too, or just vibrant. Like I guess um, uh, (laughs) there's like (laughs) Thailand. I was thinking Asian men might. Well, that's where I got the whole drinking pee. Yeah, a lot of. it's not it's not an American thing, but it's a cultural thing. And so, so I'm like, man, maybe. I mean, I don't want to start a rumor, but don't don't make this an article. <laughs> Go ahead, and start but it. I would say Asian men might be more open minded and not think much of it. Might be more neutral because like the things we're afraid of, they might find silly. Like they might not think it's that big of a... Like yeah, you want to just taste it. it? Was whatever. It's not yeah, dangerous. It's, it's yours. Eat yeah, it. Just try it. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> I mean, it's an an enlightened way. I respect it. It's not out of disrespect, but Asian men are definitely drinking their own cum.
1: You know, if, if someone, if someone came to me and was like, yeah, you know what? I, I, I taste my own cum. I'd be like, that's fucking weird. But then in the back of my mind, I'd be like, okay, it's yours. Yeah. You're, you're good.
0: It, it makes you very self-aware. (laughs) he no longer has to wonder what
1: girls are going to think when that, you know, Yeah, you're not weird. You're just health conscious.
0: Yes. Um, any other for, uh, do you remember your first time? I always Mm -hmm. think of like first kisses as being uncomfortable and weird. If you're, if like both people are, if you're like 100% sober, which I had never tried anything all through early stages of mid, a long period of my dating um I was sober for all of it which that is a very nerve-wracking thing to do
1: that's another good first to talk about is your first your first drink my first drink but let's let's yeah keep okay <laughs> keep rolling um so God
0: now I'm getting uh sidetracked what, what was the other first I was gonna tell you were
1: talking about first kiss first I think. kiss
0: yeah I can remember how many times like early on in dating when I would just sit there and think about putting my arm around somebody or think about going in for the kiss and think about all these things. And it wasn't until I had had tried a few times and probably until I was in my like, I was probably 20, 21 that it wasn't as big of a deal or didn't make me as nervous, but finding the timing to break physical contact um, or like that? You, you oh, know. break the
1: break the barrier. Yeah,
0: I guess I wouldn't feel uncomfortable going in to kiss a girl that I've already had my arm around, and we're already like holding hair, or you know, t- touchy feely. But to break that line in general, that usually makes me pretty nervous.
1: Like, I can't think of too many things, dude. In in high school, I got the uh, I got the dodge. I went in for oh. a kiss and got the fucking dodge. Dang, and. Like the the um I'm coming in straight, she goes right for the cheek. Yeah. Oh that fucked me up for a while. Well you got the cheek. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something. It
0: probably did. It make you pretty uh No, I was
1: self conscious for a fucking nervous
0: to go in. I never yeah, I never got turned I don't know. I'm sure somebody I'm sure I tried to kiss somebody who didn't want to. Maybe. I can't remember off the top of it. maybe I maybe I never did. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I bet that would build something, especially in high school.
1: That yeah, sucks. It was fucking terrible. My yeah. my my first like first kiss wasn't wasn't bad. Um, I was just yeah, just. I, <laughs> Uh, okay. Mine's not
0: worth like yeah. my story's not even worth telling no, about no, it. But it, it just definitely mine. got me this things that make me it was something that makes me nervous. Um saying definitely MMA fight. Like that was up there. That that brought me back to something I hadn't felt probably since like yeah, yeah. high school. Or something like, and it was when you knew you were gonna have to fight somebody that you would like you were fired up and wanting to fight, and then it was time to go. And it was like a just a different level of nerves. Um, and I didn't get nervous to go in and fight a ton, but you're so much of whatever you are. Maybe not nervous, scared, but you know, it it, that was intense for me because you know, for 12 or 16 weeks. You're just training with the mindset that you're going to fight this person. Yeah, and then it starts to have this value of you. You want to win. You want to win for your team. You want to do well for yourself. You want to. And then, like you said, when you put this episode out there, I mean, MMA can be as about as humiliating as it can be in a sport. You can go out there and in two seconds get get knocked knocked
1: the fuck out. Right, you're on your back in no time.
0: Everybody wants to know what happened. Like everybody who even remotely knows your social media is like, I wonder if you won his fight. See, what would ta- happen?
1: I'll tell you this: every time you had a fight, I'd be refreshing that shit.
0: I bet. I I know because I remembered when I had friends who did similar stuff before I ever did it. I was you. You really want to know um, more than other sports for sure.
1: Are um, you? Are you? Uh, um, like going into a, into a fight? Are you? A belligerent adrenaline person, or does your adrenaline focus you?
0: Man, well, I, so competing in general, like if I'm competing to win, like in jujitsu, I try to be very calm, methodical. Uh, I try not to use any adrenaline. I try not to get any of that. And that is the best thing for
1: MMA. You try, but what's your natural instinct? In
0: jiu-jitsu, I I don't. I'm very good at, at taming that. And I have been since the beginning. And it's felt natural to tame that energy. And what adrenaline I do get is probably affects me for the better in comparison to other people. That doesn't mean I don't get an adrenaline dump. Like your first match in a tournament, you get tired a little quicker. But... MMA, I don't know. There are parts of a fight that I'm attracted to the adrenaline. Like a fight for me, um, I like the idea of being prepared for skill and all of that. But the second it's time to fight, you just l- let it go. You yeah. just go into kill mode. And that is not the best way to yeah. win a fight. The best way to win a fight is to come out there and treat it like a sport. Like you might have to go 15 minutes. This is a sport where you could get tired very quickly, like try and get a feel for it, stick, move, all that. Like, don't just go out there and and waste energy and shots that you don't know are there. Like, it's not just walk forward and play, technical rock'em sock'em sock em robots. That's not the way to win fights. The best way to win a fight would be to smother your opponent against the cage, work him to the ground, lean on him, save your energy, and just patter him and try and set up submissions from the top position. That would be the safest way to win a fight. Your opponent can't do much to you in that situation if that's your game plan and you're good at it. Um, that's definitely the battle to... It's like if you were to play Michael Jordan in basketball... You would never beat him, right? But if you, if you have knockout power and you have some training, you really might go out there and beat a guy who's a lot better of a striker than you. And it happens a lot in MMA. Like a boxer goes out there and they get knocked out by a wrestler. There's nothing about wrestling that should make you be able to knock out a boxer. With with minimal striking training. And even the highest level strikers in MMA are not that of elite level boxers and kickboxers. But these kickboxers and boxers come into MMA and they get knocked out cold a lot of times or outstruck. Um, It's a lot to think about in the moment. Fighting for me is... And there we go. (laughs) Now we're we're coming back to the original question. We're coming back to it Um, because of all those variables and because of that the nature in which I fight is inevitably going to require some adrenaline um, or just sheer toughness, which I, I don't have the latter as much. I, I definitely, I want to just get it going. I want to go out there. Get
1: in. Yeah, I'm a jiu-jitsu
0: first... guy, but I, I choke people in, in tournaments all the time. I, I do that when I do jiu-jitsu. When I fight, I like to think of it as this is where I use – w- like striking. And then if I need to, I could fall back on my jujitsu. If it makes sense to at the time, if they try and take me down, I'm very comfortable in the ground, but I fight. If I couldn't go out there and just throw bombs and try and knock somebody out and, and it bring me back to like fighting in school or like we used to do boxing, like outside in, in the yard um, if it, if it wasn't that and a taste of that just going to blows, I don't think I'd even want to sign up for an MMA fight unless I really wanted to be an MMA fighter. Like it, it's as a hobby, signing up for an MMA fight to do jujitsu is not exciting for me. Maybe on short notice if yeah. somebody but I don't want to spend twelve weeks in preparation just to go out there and have one match where I may or may not get knocked out where I'm trying to take him down and submit him. Yeah. I just would rather do jujitsu.
1: I just don't want to get punched in the face for fucking fun.
0: You're right. It's not the <laughs> I best. I don't but
1: I don't wanna sign up. I don't want to sign up to get clocked in the fucking nose.
0: For for sure. Um I, I think I don't think it's something that everyone would want to do and I I don't mind doing it in the fight. The part that's hard for me is being a big guy and going into the gym and in just your normal Tuesday night, your normal whatever night, you have to spar. And then it turns into you're going to do some hard rounds or in your fight camp. And it's hard to get hit in the head hard frequently for fun during the week, just in your normal time. It's one thing to have a fight. And I guess in a fight that ultimately figures it out i like the adrenaline of a fight and that's what i like to get when i fight in mma i like it to feel like wild adrenaline the deep
1: end yeah yeah you know the The, deepest end the fucking the the hit of adrenaline is the best high in the world yes god i fucking love it
0: yeah so i definitely chase that in an mma fight
1: so (laughs) back to it what type of person are you when your adrenaline hits? Are you belligerent or are you focused? It dude, it's, it's a lot of an energy.
0: It it will wear me out quicker, but I am just dialed in, in a very intense way. I would just say it's an intense focus and kind of, um, a primal nature. It brings out yeah, yeah, yeah. an instinctual side that you, it, it is borderline psychedelic. It is another way of experiencing. And it, and it, just like when you when you take a drug and it jacks up your serotonin or your dopamine, this plays off of uh, your levels of adrenaline in your body, your neuroepinephrine, that are going to be higher than they were any other time that you may have ever remembered in, in your life, but at least in the past handful of years usually. So to experience that and to know that it feels good and just trust that and to know that those are the moments in life that really looking back on you feel identified by in a way or like the most something in that moment um, I would say that that it's hard to relate to it unless you're in the moment it's it's hard for me to think back too clearly what it's like to be in it because it's so different it's it, and then that that definitely lets you know I'm running on adrenaline because jiu Jitsu tournaments I can reflect
1: on. Yeah. And I
0: can remember what it felt like yeah, to be in just, the moment.
1: You just blacked the fuck out in, in an MMA fight. Yeah,
0: you're focused on things, and I know what it feels like to a degree. And things are very different than they are training. And that that's not a good sign. Like, like the average fighter would tell would tell me, well, then you need to replicate those situations, or you need to try and think of it like a spar. Especially after losing f- fights, they would say that. Um, but... I am going out there, and I'm getting the adrenaline experience, dude. I'm standing across from somebody throwing knockout bombs and getting them thrown at me and hoping that when you get hit, you just keep firing and you land one. And and when you do hit somebody, that spikes your adrenaline up. You have the adrenaline, like, and then you crack somebody and you get hit. Then you're settled into your adrenaline. Until your energy dumps at that point, that is the best high ever. Because you're settled in and you're enjoying it. That, like, like when you perform, you get an adrenaline rush, oh, right? Oh, fuck
1: yeah. Can yeah, you remember,
0: yeah. like, the best performance ever where that's a purely adrenaline-like experience, right?
1: Well, um, yeah. And I'm also a high school athlete that peaked in high school.
0: So that was adrenaline. So. Dude.
1: Playing sports? Playing sports. I was a, a goalie in lacrosse, so. It's intense. You the, the first shot, like, when when I would see the people coming at me, the first shot is when like shit was blurry. Everything yeah. around me was blurry, and I'd get the first shot on me and I'd be like, all right, that's done. Now I'm in the fucking zone. Mm-hmm. But let's uh get back to No, I
0: one more second of that though, because I, I'm curious. I just started paying attention to lacrosse as a sport when I started doing strength and conditioning. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh for a lacrosse mm-hmm. high school team. And I've watched some of their games, and I've watched some of the sport, and being a goalie, in a way, it's got to be like the kicker or the closer of lacrosse.
1: You're either the fucking hero or the villain. Yeah. And I've been both, and hero is great, villain is fucking terrible. In
0: a sense, you're almost expected to make every save— like in a way that if you're losing and they've scored a lot of goals, no matter how good those goals were, you know that if you were better at a goalie, yeah. you can prevent the other team from winning. Yeah, period. Yeah. That's a huge responsibility. Yeah, and and the goal like well, a good actually,
1: goalie. You know, I got off on it. Yeah, that fucking feeling. It got me off. E- even even the lows of it got me off. Yeah, the highs were even better. The lows were fucking terrible, but I I loved having like all eyes on me. Yeah. You're the you're the last line of defense, first line of offense. I fucking loved it.
0: Yeah, you know that's it, it's funny. It's so much like me as a person to where I'm hesitant to say that I love that because it's like you already are the center of attention. And so yeah. many, you're not that way as much though in your dynamics. You're not, not always, as ba-
1: not as bad as you.
0: No, not, not like me. So it, it's different <clears throat> when you say that you really love it. It's, it's, it's probably a very unique thing when you're doing that, right? It's not something every day.
1: No, it is every day. Because I fucking love being the center of attention. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love being in a social situation. I've, I fucking get off on yeah. that, too. I don't go out of my way to be, like, the joke maker and shit. Right. But I fucking, I, I, I just love being the center of attention. I love people listening to me and watching me.
0: Yeah, now I'll tell you this which as is kind far...
1: of counterintuitive to what I said earlier about right. fucking putting this podcast out.
0: Um as far as comparing um the highs and the lows like the low lows one thing that does suck about an MMA fight is it's like one fight and then you months off, or maybe you take yeah. one six months later. You like in a in a game situation, you can come back in three days, four days, yeah, and you can do it all over max. again. Yeah. And then if you have a bad season, you're like, well, last season we were good. Maybe next next season's a clean start. You don't even start with the record you had last year. Yeah, you're no longer last clean season's fleet. identity. So it's a weird uh, seasons of sports kind of create a different uh, feel as far as that go. I loved team sports. I would get nerves too. I loved the championship game. I wanted to be the one who had the last shot. I wanted to pitch in the big game. I wanted to, I loved it all. I, I wanted to hit threes and out rebound the other team. I mean, I had a big vision. It didn't always work out, <laughs> but like, I definitely liked that. I mean, I, I also wanted to be a team player. I wanted to be a lot of things um, like it, but yes, I definitely wanted to be
1: able to do no, w- what was needed. Being the fucking hero is—I love that—is a fucking crazy yes. feeling. That's like with the position I played, man. You were either the hero or the fucking zero. But yeah, like making the last save or whatever—that—that that adrenaline dump is the best.
0: Yeah. When we, when we were going to move on from lacrosse thing before we got in that, did you have a direction you wanted to go next? Was there something on your mind, or just keep going? And Uh,
1: I thought we were going to keep talking about first first time, yeah. Okay, and bring it back. Bring it back to the um, suppository. Yeah. Oh,
0: bring it. We haven't even. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Go back to the suppository right now.
1: Uh, All right. So, so in in my younger years, um, my heavier drinking years. Yeah, I went on a fucking bender like a week long bender. And I just got dehydrated as shit. And, um, one night I went to go take a dump and it just wasn't happening. Like I, it was one of those like football sized turds that Mm -hmm. you knew wasn't coming out. Or if it did, it was going to tear your asshole up. So I was actually supposed to meet up with a buddy that night. I'm like, dude, I can't fucking do it. Like, I got to shit so bad. I can't. uh, I just got to like lay in bed and be comfortable for a little bit. And because of that, I didn't, I didn't shit for like a week. God. Dude, I was so fucking scared. You can't even walk. You didn't shit for a week. It was bad. I was like impacted. So I, I was doing everything I could. I was drinking coffee. I was eating burritos toothpaste makes me shit so you're eating toothpaste yeah, yeah, yeah like just squeezing it into my mouth and fucking just waiting for the after effect when Wait. you
0: google constipation i'm pretty sure burritos and toothpaste <laughs> are the first two hits
1: oh definitely
0: the most most definitely. likely way
1: to cure your constipation so like it got to the point where i had to call my mom like hey Cause she's, she's a nurse. I'm like, (laughs) when
0: all else fails, in case of an emergency,
1: emergency contact. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, I'm going to, I like, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to have to get a suppository. I'm like, ah, fuck. So I got the suppositories. I'm reading the directions. And it's a fucking awkward experience. It's like lay on your side, wet your finger, like rub the thing up, lube it up. Jeez. And then essentially just shove it up your ass as far as you can go. One knuckle's not enough. Two knuckles is probably the best. And then you just poop it back out? No, dude. That's the thing. Do you have to pull it out? No, no, no. That's the thing. You shove, you shove this thing in there. It's about, Inch and a half, two inches long, probably the size of a like the thickness of a, a sharpie. Okay, a sharpie. sharpie okay, and then you
0: the black ones are that's why he said the sharpie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it's Depending the black, it a black sharpie. One,
1: so <laughs> it's a black sharpie. Before not it was a, blue a pencil. Pen.
0: We're not talking about that yellow colored pencil. We got a big black sharpie. We're dealing with. <laughs> you got the magnum
1: suppository, and then you just you. Just... <laughs>
0: I mean oh God.
1: (laughs) Uh, This should have been at the beginning. Yeah. All the fucking adrenaline bullshit.
0: Yeah, it's hey. Hey. Make it through that, you get to the good part. Yeah. We should just end on that. No.
1: We're Um, done.
0: So go on, go on.
1: No. So then you got this bullet sitting in your butt and you just hold it there for like forty-five minutes. And it feels like, because it's it's a foreign object up your ass, so you just fucking hold it in there. You don't shit it out, and you just let it work. Yeah. And essentially all it does is just, like, draw um, water into your colon, and then 45 minutes later, you just fucking lose it. Damn. It was the best feeling though once, were, were you
0: a suit was it easy or was it like how nervous were you to to go like the, once you could were you're like oh dude this might
1: really hurt. no dude the 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 beef before I put the suppository in when I sat on the toilet I'm like oh, I can't do this I can't do this like I'm gonna have to go to the hospital or like stick my finger up my ass and dig it out because that's when I was the Jeez. most scared. And then once the suppository took hold, it was like it didn't matter how scared you were or how worried you, you were, were. Just it going. was just coming out
0: normal. Can I mean like so, very soft, liquidy,
1: uh, soft enough,
0: soft enough, <laughs> little little plastic pieces of dog toy. Was that what caused it? You're <laughs> chewing
1: up the dog toys <laughs> <Yeah>. again. <laughs> just got too drunk. The squeaky Steve got toy. into the dog toys again. <laughs> the squeaky ones uh, get him. no dude it was like 18 inches 18 inches long but soft enough to pass
0: i bet you took a picture
1: actually you you know what i didn't did you clog the toilet no it went down pretty easily usually i do take a picture but for that one i didn't when snapchat first came out I was taking pictures of my shit. Oh my god, dude, Snapchat? <laughs> I I sent so many pictures of my shit and my nuts <sighs> to everybody.
0: When you're young, you think you'll never grow up. <laughs> and then you grow up a little bit and you're like, "God, I can't believe what I used to do." I mean, would you would you just would you still do that? Would you be sending out nut shots? Probably. We're getting close to the end of that, though. You wouldn't do it as much, or maybe to as frequently, or to as many people, or you still in that stage of your life. Depends. I on might. It
1: depends on how many drinks I have and how I'm feeling.
0: We're we're only so thirty too. Like like we're thirty, but we're like not like married with kids.
1: Yet, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So it's it's different. We can still be a. We're like the oldest kid. You, we're still kids in ways, ways, as far as that goes, I think, compared to some people who are, 30, you know, 30. So we can still send yeah, some shot pictures. Yeah.
1: The, not the, nut
0: shot. The nut 30. Sh- is that a nut shot? I would just say that those are your nuts. A nut shot might mean something else.
1: A nut shot is when you get punched in the nuts. Is that what that? Okay. So dick. It's not I a was dick pic. Like, what do you call that?
0: I don't know. It's just a picture of your balls. Yeah. Yeah. Scrotal photography. <laughs> <laughs> scrotal photography. How-
1: <laughs> I love... <laughs> scrotal photography. Let's just go with that. Band <laughs> name. Punk rock. <laughs> that, is, that is punk rock. <laughs> mm. I sent out a lot of scrotal photography. Ooh.
0: Now, we were going to talk about... You wanted me to tell my first time drinking... I think it'd be better to do this one because this will take less time and I don't have to explain as much because I tried drinking. That was not what I started out with. Um, Remember, I did heroin? No, no. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I smoked pot first and I was 27. I had just turned 27. Because you were, you were,
1: uh, I, straight w- this edge, is what for it was- lack of a better term. You were straight edge. I'll until- do a very abbreviated yeah. version.
0: I am one of those guys who was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. And I started hearing people talk about this DMT shit. And I'm like, what are they talking about? They're talking about... And it would be these smart people. And some of them had no interest in any other drugs. Like, they, they weren't into to weed. They weren't into any, any sort of thing. A lot of them didn't like drinking much. Or they had a very tame view on everything, but they just heralded DMT as being the experience of all experiences and just just so extraordinary. And I was like, as somebody that heard people describe drugs before, I would always tell people as somebody who had never done them and people like, do you think you'll ever do it in your whole life? I'd be like, well, I could imagine if I was older at the time, I would say like 60. Yeah, I would try acid or something like I'm you can't understand what that is unless you've done it whereas when people would describe alcohol when they would describe uh even something like cocaine I'm like I think I get that experience without experiencing it that's how I kind of saw it I didn't want to run the risk and I wasn't overly interested in the experience because I felt like I could relate to them from my sober self as to what it might feel like but this DMT shit people were talking about I was like, this just sounds insane. I, I want to try this. And I was like, I think it's a good place to start with smoking pot. My girlfriend at the time smoked pot. People on the podcast are, are a lot of them are, you know, marijuana advocates. And a lot of the guests are, that talk about this stuff. So for years, I was fascinated. For, for at least four years, um, I had been extremely fascinated. And I knew I wanted to do DMT. Anytime in that four years, if you would have told me you had it, I would have done it. Yeah. I knew I would have done it, but I wasn't ready to say I was going to do it. But I sought it out when the day I was like, I'm going to smoke weed. That was my, all right, now I am at the point where I'm, I'm as long as this first part goes. Okay. And my goal was, I want to do, I want to smoke weed. I want to eat mushrooms. I want to do DMT anytime in that, in that order. I figured it was a good chain. One prepares me for the next before it prepares me for the next but I will tell my first time smoking weed story because it is unreal. I, 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 I'll i breeze through the... Really, it was my third time. My first two, I did not get stoned. It's not... I don't think I did enough. And I was being extremely cautious and I didn't know how to use my bowl. Uh, you know how a bowl works with like yeah, the carb? Yeah, with the carb on the side. I didn't know how to do that. I wasn't holding it. Um, maybe if I was... I definitely didn't let it go. And I smoked very little. Um, a few small hits... And, and you know, out of a bowl. And I didn't really feel much. I mean, the, I, a little bit. The, but.
1: the day after is when you had to get your uh, X tattoos covered up. <laughs> oh, yeah, my triple X. <laughs> no, they fade slowly because they're on my lip. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, your body just absorbs the ink. Yeah.
0: Uh, so what wound up happening was I was going to smoke with my girlfriend at the time for her, like, for the first time. And she said that she was a little worried because she knew somebody who had a really bad uh, panic attack the first time. She she hadn't smoked smoked before? So my girlfriend at the time did, but she was nervous about me doing it, like, for the Uh, first time. But this wasn't my first time, so that's why I actually tried it on my own. I tried it by myself, like, at my house. yeah, yeah. This was going to be my first time with her. But I was gonna rip her bong. So I was telling her, yeah, I did a few hits, nothing really affected me much.
1: Bad idea.
0: So I ripped the bong and it makes me cough horribly. And she used to do like, you know, three or four bong rips. So I'm hitting it and I'm feeling it not really much yet, you know. Um five minutes, I did four bong rips, and each one made me cough till I cough horribly. Too much. Dude, (laughs) too much. I never thought it was going to end. I got into this thing. I went downstairs and we were making strawberry shortcakes and I knew, dude, I knew I was in for it. I got the most crazy feeling of like my body was like buzzing full of like just energy at every end. And, and I started laughing hysterically and I didn't know why. And then I just started trying to tell her that I, that I I had it in my mind. I wanted to tell her, man, I couldn't keep it together to save my life. Like, I was just shocked. So I started to say it, and then I would laugh.
1: It didn't come out. You couldn't articulate it. For
0: an hour, I was stuck on saying... I just kept saying well, I couldn't keep my shit together to save my life. Like that? Dude, in different ways, it was cracking me up. (laughs) I was imagining characters on TV shows like Fred Sanford saying it, right? So I was a man, I mean, I can remember this like it was yesterday as far as this part goes. And I would remember it and I was like, man, that could be a line in a show. And then you realize that it had shit in there. And of course you couldn't say that in a show. And these are the things I'm thinking, I'm dying laughing. I'm trying to tell, (laughs) well, next thing I know, I'm on the ground it gets crazier. I was sitting in bed and I just, I couldn't eat my strawberry shortcake. I was lying there and I was going through this thing where you felt like you kept snapping out of being like, not there. And, and like no time would go by and I would be like, Oh my God, I think I was just so stoned or I think I was kind of like tripping.
1: It was was like two minutes later. Not
0: even yeah, Like no time had passed. And I kept like slipping in and out of my reality to like a, a mental something. And it would make me feel like I was sobering up and it never stopped. It was like a loop of that for hours and it lasted about, in my mind, it started hurting my head. I've never experienced this ever again like that. One time also I got, I did too much edible accidentally and I got like uncomfortable racing thoughts and my body felt weird, but this was just intense. And I I wouldn't, I would say even compared to like any sort of psychedelic experience or anything, this was w- probably the most out of control and like least, coherent and and mentally it's a fog like weed is very disorienting in
1: that, that level that's not a fun state to be in either. no dude it, it, that's like when you're yeah. when you're fucking just zombied and you can't like you're just inside of yourself yeah it, 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 that's not a fun for me anyway that is not a fun place to be yeah it, wa-
0: it wasn't that it wasn't that great. I mean I laughed on end and in ways it was euphoric. It really beat me up though it wore me out. I remember coming to work the next day and and we were working together and I, I was thinking like it was like at one point in time it was like 4 a.m. I'm like I, w- I woke up, I like went in and out of it and I was I couldn't even walk to the bathroom. I was so out of it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to work tomorrow morning. Like I had to get up in a couple hours. But then when I woke up, normal maybe a few minutes, I did feel okay. But
1: Dude, I've I've definitely lost the use of my legs a couple of times.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I figured that would be a better first time When than than to have to explain the history leading up to, to drinking. Uh I will the reason I did drink for the first time was I had already smoked weed. I had already tripped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I was single at the time. That's what it was. It was dating. Give it go. It was dating. Yeah. I went on dates. But I don't have any drinking stories that are remotely anything. I've never been really, really drunk. I've never had more than a few drinks. And I don't have any stories other than maybe like one time we got that absinthe stuff in Italy. Yeah. Which, you know, is the strong and... Uh, has that worm wood stuff in it it's like a different experience other than that i've never even i never even had a hangover or been like totally messed up
1: i have a drinking story of you was of me yeah
0: <laughs> do i know that you know it um yeah
1: have we drank together before no never okay tell me uh, you showed up to work one day and you're like man I fucking ate some rum raisin cake last night, and I think I was feeling a buzz. Oh, dude. (laughs) I'm like, Mike, I don't think you did, dude.
0: That's too funny. (laughs) I remember that. Is that possible?
1: I don't think so. Uh, Uh, It depends, but. Well, I'll tell
0: you this. As somebody who now has drank. I'm very sensitive to a slight amount of alcohol. Yeah. It yeah. takes a lot for me to kick it up to like, it'll take two or three drinks for me to go from the initial feeling to the next step. But if I was to drink a quarter of a shot, just sip a shot, I would feel it.
1: No, you're, and you're a big boy, but you don't drink. So you don't have a tolerance right. to it. So. Yeah. But that, that shit was. Funny as hell. Yeah, that, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you're like Steve. I drank. So- I ate some rum raisin cake last night, and I, I think I was feeling it. <laughs> like oh, maybe, dude. You could have been, or you're just tired. Do you remember how old were you the first time you drank? Um, probably like twelve or thirteen. Twelve. Oh no, no. Actually, you know what? The First time I drank was. Fifth grade. Fifth. Do you remember that? Did you get drunk? No, no, no. I didn't get drunk. Oh. But um, me and my buddies were shooting uh, pellet guns in the woods. Okay. And the kid's dad uh, was a smoker and drank. So we got a little bit bored and then ran up into the garage, grabbed a Budweiser and a cigarette. Ran back into the woods, <laughs> cracked the beer. It foamed all over the place. We like all took a sip. It was three of us. We all took a sip, and then we lit up the cigarette. And nobody inhaled it. But
0: <laughs> now, what? What a do you remember being drunk for the first time? Like, like really? Or was there ever a time where you were like, "Whoa, that is crazy
1: to be like that"? Yeah, probably eighth or ninth grade. Eighth or ninth grade. Something like that. Was that around the time you smoked pot for the first time? Um, no, nah, I didn't smoke pot until probably 10, like sophomore year of high school. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, that,
0: that makes sense. That was probably pretty normal. For,
1: I think that's everybody's progression. Mo- but except most for you. People, I know.
0: Mo- <laughs> most people it is. Yeah. That, that, that definitely makes the most sense. Uh, I would say a lot. Most people who make it all through... School or make it turn twenty. If you turn twenty two and have never drank or never done anything, I imagine you most likely won't. Yeah, there's got to be at least a pretty high percentage chance that yeah. that that you won't. um Well, you broke that mold. Mm. Yes, I did. <laughs> um. Yeah. Is there so we're getting towards the end of the podcast? Probably. Is there anything else that aside from first times? was there anything else we discussed bringing up? Anything else we wanted to
1: definitely bring up? No, I think we pretty much just wanted to talk about the first episode and then first. Yeah. So um, I think we covered that. And then there, you tossed in a tangent about MMA. and Yeah, we got a little
0: taste of that. Um, I do think, how do you see, how do you predict a show with having Joe on would go? if he was to be on for the whole episode and come in how do you think him and I would uh, go
1: i think it would be a little tense at first cuz i think i think he would come in on guard just judging on our last episode so i think he'd come in like gloves up ready to go and i think you might do the same
0: yeah i don't yeah
1: but i think by the end of it it would be it'd be fine
0: It's hard to say, you know, and and that's the other thing. When you're doing it on via a mode uh, that is podcasting, it feels different than having a one-on-one
1: conversation. Yeah, because it's, it's, there's time in between. Yeah. It's not like all this shit was happening in real time. I mean, it's. Weeks apart,
0: and it for but for entertainment value too. There's like a nature of which, at the end of the day, you can all you can chalk it all up as entertainment, even though this initially was not. At this Mm, point, it is. It 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 is. Well, I mean, I guess initially it was,
1: and then it wasn't, and then it wasn't. Now it is. is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's it.
1: Now I think it. I think it'll be good. I think he's. I I think he, he gets what's going we're,
0: on. I think we're definitely gonna discuss some things. I am ima- if I had to guess, and I don't I don't really have a direction in which I I imagine it's gonna sound a lot about like 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 a psychology type thing. I think there's gonna be like a mental type breakdown of like he's gonna defend his character. Of course I said a lot of things that break down character, he might reflect in a way, and it's gonna be an a lot of ex- it's going to be a, a psychological type thing. I, I, I'm, I maybe I'm wrong, but I could see it.
1: Yeah, I think I think you might be. Th- that might be into hard to explain. Deep.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure how it'll go, to be honest. Um, but I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be lighter than maybe the average person would
1: anticipate. No, it, I, I think so. I think so. Also, I think it's going to be a. I think. At first, it might be a little tense, yeah. like I said, but it's going to evolve into a lighthearted conversation. It'll be like five minutes of, hey, why'd you say this shit about me? And then, well, then why'd you say this shit about my girlfriend? And
0: How do you anticipate them talking about it on their show? If, if they do, if they bring it up that it got brought up, how would you anticipate?
1: I don't think they will. You don't think they will? Nah. And if right. they if they do, I think they'll just glance over it. Yeah. It'll be a real quick hit either um, like, Hey, I was on this on our show or, or, uh, just did you hear what they said about us? And that's it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think I didn't, I didn't think about it at all when I posted it, when I was listening back for the first time and listening to it. Uh, I was like, "Oh yeah, he's you know." Like you're wondering what they're gonna think yeah, when you they hear, hear the, that.
1: You hear those bullet points, and you're like, "Oh, oh shit, yeah. that's what I said." So then they're gonna come back and hit on that. I
0: don't regret anything I said. No,
1: no, no.
0: But I'm I I'm definitely curious what will happen.
1: So that'll be fun. Um, no, that'll that I'm I'm really looking forward to that actually. And I think it's cool that he's he's willing to come on and talk. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's another thing, with you guys being comics, is you're not afraid of, of confrontation. Or if you are, you're yeah. willing to accept it for the entertainment value. S-
0: some people might be more than others, and some might avoid it in the scene, but there's definitely a nature in which some comedians, and especially in the platform that is podcasting, to have a conversation and have a back and forth, like it a roast or like that, you can get away with saying things. Yeah, saying and some
1: fucked up stuff.
0: We definitely will have a little bit of that dynamic where we'll probably have fun with taking it to things like, at least yeah. I assume, because that's definitely how some comics can get. And when, when there's this, we're going to be able to make light or make humor of it. Um, but you know, some comics aren't like that. You'd be shocked how many are like extremely nervous about social conversation, period. Uh, I don't want to get off on that tangent, but that, that was like, what shocked me most about comedy was how many of them were not talkers or like had a lot of social anxiety and we're not good conversationalists, or maybe even funny in conversation. Not even like the the quick whips. Like a lot,
1: they like, just shut the fuck down after they step off stage.
0: Yeah, or they're just very like serious and as like a matter of fact type thing. Those are usually the ones that are like not all writers are like this, but those are usually the ones that don't do as much crowd work, aren't as like free form. Um, A little bit Ro- more autistic. Robin, jo- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or maybe they get into comedy to to learn how to be funny. Or, or be, you know, you don't always get into it because you think you're funny. Maybe you think you could be yeah. funny. Maybe you've never been the funny person and that's your moment. But like guys like Robin Joe, they're the more talk funny people. Like if it was up to them, they would probably have a funny conversation over yeah. writing jokes. Yeah. Which I, I like that's my, I enjoy that.
1: You know, it, it's funny you say that. Cause I do listen to a lot of podcasts and a majority of comedy podcasts. And all of them talk about like they're fucking therapists and shit. It's yeah. Like, is that just, it, is that just a check mark mm. that you have to fucking fill out to become a comedian?
0: I think, you, you know what I really think? I think that artistic expression in general, it, any type of way that you like wanna, it's either a therapy, which I think a lot of times it is. And when you like, like when you talk about people who need therapists, I think a lot of those same people, um, you know, think about like the, the types of troubled minds that do take it really far in music. A lot of the high level people come from a lot of dysfunction. And I think art as an, like to be the people of extreme expression, chances are you have been through a lot and experienced a lot in which you might be a crazy person or You're chasing something. I don't relate to that. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of people
1: like damaged people,
0: whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, from a young age, I always like from the time I was like six, I mean, I would have said my favorite bands were Alice in Chains and Stone Temple Pilots. And I've always been into that. And I've always had an appreciation because it's, I think it's typically, there's something authentic about it. Um, that raw vulnerable and important to them. Like it's so important to them to share it. Now, Sometimes I just can't tell how sincere someone is being, but I don't often trust the lighter notes of like, like happy songs written by dudes who were beating their wives and acting, you know, or, or secretly had a drug problem. And they're just writing like, like, like eighties glam rock types. It (laughs) doesn't always match the theme. And I've been less attracted to that. I've always but again, I can relate to it in ways. I grew up in like that kind of gothy, grungy from since forever. Yeah. But I'm a fan of that kind of stuff. In comedy, a lot of depression, um, a lot of anxiety, and a, a ton of insecurity. Um, I don't Which know how it, much it, of it I can relate to, but I see it.
1: It, it the, the insecurity part doesn't make sense to me. Is like... How you could be so insecure, but then put yourself out there so much.
0: Yeah. I, gym I, people, a lot of gym people do that a lot. I see when people, like, gain weight, they, like, are so stoked to, like, be proud of the fact that they don't care about the fact that they're overweight. And then, like, two months later, they're starting some keto diet that's going to make them cut yeah. up. And it's, like, they're, they're struggling with, like, the back and forth of what's happening and acceptance and not accepting it and... um gym people but th- and it is it's putting yourself out there um i don't and maybe i'm not as self-aware of it but i think a lot of people have way more than i've ever dealt with levels of insecurity who who get into arts in general and, and comedy is an art form as far as that goes a-
1: anything I, yeah I could- I, I, I could see that. I can yeah. see where you're coming from with that expression. Yeah, you're
0: expressing yourself, and I would say like what percent? Think of the people you know who host radio shows, like like the the talkers on there. Like when you just think the short list of 98 rock. Um, you think of some people who've been mentally unstable <laughs> yeah. right with just our local main radio station and a lot a lot of it i don't know what makes somebody want to put themselves out there express stuff or to do the comedy thing um for me it was more the competitive side and because it was one thing i thought i was naturally very good at yeah it's not what I aspired to be. I liked the music thing more. I like the fighting thing more. I like sports and I like music and movies a lot more than I like stand up comedy. Um, but I was good at it in a way where if I actually wanted to do it, I would say I could, I could be better at that than a lot of the things I've than done. anything else. If yeah, you probably.
1: invested all your time into that. Yeah. Well, uh, I think these last two episodes have proved that you're just a natural talker. Mm. Yeah. so I can see our sound spikes. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's like... My, it's like... Mine's just solid, solid. It's solid blue. And then there's a couple little hits of green from me.
0: Yeah, it's good. Well, I mean... Um,
1: hey, you know what? Every show's got to have a voice. And I think I think you're our voice.
0: As we go, I imagine, and I, I see this too with guests. I imagine there might be somebody I really want to like, kind of interview. And if I have a guest on, I imagine the first time you have somebody that you bring on, I will probably have much yeah, more of a backseat. Yeah,
1: you'll sit back. It, it's gonna be it's gonna be a give and take, like right. like the name suggests. Figuring it out. I actually am pumped uh, when you brought up Tommy Simbazo.
0: Yeah, we, we should that's, definitely get him that's on. That's a
1: fucking great idea. I think We could do that be, as
0: soon as the next episode probably. Yeah,
1: I would be I'd be completely okay with that cuz I have a I have some questions that I'd like to ask him about that shit cuz like you said he was he's what's he do too? Well,
0: yeah, so I think he's mainly just done um like being like having a po- Oh, that's right. We thought and this ties into our show. Because figuring, figuring it out, it out. It's, it's behind the scenes too. The creation of the podcast in the early stages, we were discussing guests and I thought it would be good. The reason I mentioned Tommy too is he's a, he's a comedian. Great on the mic. He's been on two podcasts. One of them is like, and they're both creative ones. One of them was like a comic booky themed thing. And, um, I don't know. It was like a serialized kind of, written prepared thing that they would do but maybe they would talk too I don't know
1: we'd have to ask him I, I yeah, don't yeah.
0: I checked it out and I liked the quality of it I couldn't follow it um, Just too much you, at the time you
1: didn't know what the topic or did not have an understanding yeah but of, I think like, they the had voice book. work
0: I think it was like reading lines like dialogue written oh, the other shit. one which I've also seen clips and uh, listened to some of it is a DD type thing Is like a Pathfinder oh, thing oh
1: Pathfinder yeah Joe's been on it
0: Okay. There you go. Yeah, So he's, and I think he's, he knows a lot of the stuff about it regardless. And this would be a fun thing to talk about Joe too. I don't know how much of them they know about the production, which means worst case scenario, we could always get another person who's produced a podcast to field and to be kind of an expertise in that either way, early on people who host podcasts, produce them, engineer, whatever. It would be great to have podcast related guests early on and pick their brain about podcasting and kind of, yeah, kind of things, What whatever it could lead to. There's a million directions you could go with it and it could definitely help us clear our vision a bit as well. Suggestions, even picking their brains, the things that they don't do on their show, but kind of like their view on podcast, yeah. their dream yeah, idea yeah. of a pod, all this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tommy Simbazo is somebody I'm sure we'll, we'll get on the show. That'd be that'd be and, cool. And uh, you know who w- we'll discuss it, but like uh, the old assistant producer, Greg the douche. Remember Greg the him? Douche should be funny. I, if he still lives local, he would be a really fun guest. I don't know if he would do it,
1: but he's a uh, Hereford boy.
0: Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Um, he was a fun personality on there. And that would be a great person to interview to get. He's had professional experience. Yeah. He ran a podcast thing for a oh, while. Oh, he
1: was doing like yeah. a podcast network. He had a
0: podcast
1: network. That'd be interesting to see how the fuck that works, because I have no clue how that yeah. shit works. And
0: and so he has experience like in all that talking, production. Hosting. And, I mean, I don't know how deep he'd want to get into it, but he's kind of seen that that's a business that has its highs and lows yeah. as well, because I mean, maybe he is working in it, but I know initially, I think he switched to the podcast thing, which I don't even know if it still exists.
1: I don't, I, I have no clue. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to speak on that. Cause I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I have no idea about it, but, um, either way, I think early on and Joe is perfect for that because we can even talk to him a little bit about podcasting. Yeah. I
1: mean, for sure here's, what's going to happen with Joe we're going to bust his balls. He's going to bust our balls, but it's gonna, it's, I think it's going to evolve into a fucking, I doubt it'll even have too much, but I, I no, think a lot of no. it
0: will be, I think the, the ball busting will be for the most part out of it. will be like defending himself a little bit, a little back and forth on yeah. that. And then that'll be that. And there's a lot of things we could talk about. Nah,
1: It'll and, be good.
0: It, and as it, far as podcasting goes, he's done it. Um, for a while, he's done comedy on and off for a while. I mean, he was probably, he probably did first comedy sets before people were posting anything on YouTube. Like things have changed. I don't even know what, I mean, he, Joe's what, 60? No, he's <laughs> uh, been doing 65, maybe
1: 65, 60, <laughs> 65. Yeah. Something like so, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but no. We could probably ask him what it's like to be a member of the AARP. Oh
0: my God. Yeah.
1: Shit, we the, got a lot to talk the about. Discounts?
0: <laughs> the, the senior discount. He can hook us up on the way here. We'll have him swing by Denny's. Of st- yes. Get the early bird. Yeah. Borrow his ID. Get a <laughs> discounted haircut. Good. Cool. Is there anything else you want to say?
1: Um. There were a couple things, but you kind of ran away with it. So. Okay. Kind of lost them. Okay. But I think we're good. Cool. We're at 76 minutes.
0: Do you think I should just plan on playing guitar on the episode Joke. We'll have to figure no, out when Joe's coming. No, you
1: up. definitely should cuz I think That should be the episode. I think it'll sh- it, it'll annoy the shit out of him.
0: We should I'm going to do it. Yes. That I will wait yes. till that episode.
1: Yeah. Okay, Hopefully cool. it's next week.
0: It might not be next week, but but we'll have to see. I'll talk to him, you never know. Yeah. He's probably doing some honeymoon or something. I think yeah. they were going to Atlantic City for a couple of days. No, joke. <laughs> <laughs> what a
1: beautiful place to honeymoon.
0: Yeah. Jersey.
1: No, nah, they're in some tropical shit, I think. Yeah, I don't know they're where they are. they're uh, Caribbean it's or good. some shit. Yeah. Not quite Atlantic City, but it's all right. Yeah, it's not quite. It doesn't have all mm-hmm. of the casinos. Cool. All right, let's end it. Done. Later.